Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast, where we share tips, tricks, and hacks on how to practice gratitude daily. Whether you're a gratitude guru or lost your 10th gratitude journal, we've got you covered. We share personal and authentic stories from our guests who are entrepreneurs, business professionals, parents, caregivers, and everyday human beings just like you and I. Friends, I don't know about you, but this time of year, one of my priorities is staying healthy. As we go into the long and dark winter months, it becomes harder and harder to do all the things that we would normally do to keep our immune system healthy, like getting outside, enjoying the sunshine. You know, I live on Vancouver Island. There's a lot of rain and gray days. And, you know, if you know me, I love to go out to the beach and catch the sunrise or sunset, but my goodness, when there's only about eight hours of daylight, it definitely makes it hard to stay healthy. So I wanted to share with you one of my secrets for staying healthy and keeping my immune system in check. And that is that for the past 16 years, I've been trusting my own health and my family's health to the nutritional supplements that are provided by USANA Health Sciences. I've been partnered with them for the past 16 years, and what I want to share with you is just a foundation um, of nutritional supplements to help you to stay healthy this winter season. So what I've put together is a very simple combination of foundational products for our healthy immune system and to keep ourselves happy and renewing well during these dark, dark, long winter days. So what I'd like you to do is check out this link. It's a bit.ly link. So it's bit.ly forward slash healthy pandemic life. Very simple bit.ly slash healthy pandemic life. That's all lowercase because bit.ly is our case sensitive. And all I've done is shared with you some of my favorite USANA products. So I've shared our vitamin D product. I've shared our poly C, which is a vitamin C product and pro glucamine, which is a mouthful to say, but the long and the short of it is that it's a beautiful mushroom powder product with beta glucans and zinc to help prime your immune system all year round. These are products I take every single day. I have for over a decade and I wouldn't miss a day. So check that out. Healthy Pandemic Life. It's a bit.ly link and I'll be happy to take care of all your nutritional needs through USANA Health Sciences. Hello friends. I'm so excited to be back today with a special podcast episode from the archives. When I first started doing this project, it was the 30 days of self-love project and it was actually a video project. So I would do video interviews with my guests and then save the audio files for the podcast that I eventually launched. We're actually uh, really only a few weeks away from the one year anniversary of the podcast, which will be a big celebration, I promise you. And I was looking back through some of the audio files and noticed that this interview with Amy Engelmark had not been shared yet. And I'm so glad that I found it because this was recorded about a month before we were really in COVID lockdown for the first time here in Canada. 
And Amy had spoken at a live event with my local networking group here in Nanaimo. And I just remember, first of all, what a beautiful memory to go back to a time when we used to meet up in person to share meals together, to network, to hug each other and connect in person. But what's incredible is that what Amy shares in our podcast recording is probably even more relevant today than it was when we recorded it all those months ago. She is an incredible communicator and I learned so much from listening to this again that I thought it was time to share it with the broader podcast audience. So friends, I invite you to listen in and join me for another incredible episode of the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. Amy Engelmark and I chat about the importance of recognizing and setting clear boundaries without feeling guilty. She shares helpful strategies to feel better about boundary setting and understanding the invisible boundaries that exist in our relationships. Amy is a master communicator who listens carefully to what our clients are saying and offers clear direction. She invites us to look at the true cost of not having clear boundaries in our business and our relationships. I'm so excited to share this amazing episode from the archives with you. Hello everyone, it's Julie Boyer here and I'm so excited to be doing another one of my self-love interviews. I'm welcoming business coach Amy Engelmark today. Hi, Amy. Hi. I'm really excited to be doing this. This is actually our second video interview. We were introduced through this organization um, called Nanaimo Women Business Network, and Amy was our guest speaker uh, a few days ago here in Nanaimo on Vancouver Island. And what's great is that, you know, sometimes when you get a keynote speaker, you don't even get a chance to talk to them before the event starts or even after. But I had the pleasure of briefly interviewing Amy to sort of promote the event. And then we got to drive together to the event and we just had this time to connect and get to know each other a little better, which I really enjoy. Um, Amy is just such a wonderful woman with a beautiful uh, presentation style. Her presentation really uh, brought up a lot of questions for me and actually made me think, and I'm going to make some changes based on what Amy shared, but I'll get to that in a little bit after she introduces herself. But, you know, that's such a mark of a beautiful keynote speaker is that you leave thinking, I want to take action and I want to make changes. So, you know, Amy, I got to hear your story. I know a little bit about you, but to those who haven't had a chance to meet you, could you share a little bit about your story and how you became a business coach? Sure. I will start, and, and I've, I've told you this, but for the people who are listening and don't know me, um, I would say my coaching journey, like how I got into the profession, started when I was, I was actually interested in motivational speaking as a teenager, and I have clippings of all of these speakers which definitely ties into my coaching work. It's just a different way to present the coaching. And when I was 18 or 19, I went to Thailand and I was very interested in other cultures. And the position that I held at that time, the job that I held was a translator and a research assistant. I had previous experience 
with Canada World Youth. It's a youth exchange program. So I was with a host family over there for three and a half months and they spoke no English. So it was total immersion and that really honed my speaking skills. That was my first opportunity. And then when I went back there and started learning the language on a deeper level, it took an immense amount of stretching of my listening skills. We were talking about that, Julie, and how that directly correlated with the depth of listening that I do every day with private clients now. I learned in Thailand how to pick up on certain things that I couldn't if I knew how to speak the language completely fluently. Body language, silence, things that are not being said, even like strangely enough, it's not strange for some people, but tapping into my intuition more to pick up on things that aren't to do with body language, aren't to do with pauses, aren't to do with the spoken word, but it's like this sense you have about someone. All of those skills were really honed in Thailand. And then when I came home and shortly after got married, I realized I want to do work with people that is deep work that transforms their lives, that transforms their marriages, and then eventually got interested in helping people transform their businesses. Whether it's um, a small business owner and they're looking to scale their business, or whether it's quite a large scale business and they want to increase their profit but maintain a really happy marriage or maintain um, a fulfilling spiritual life or health, you know, be able to have vibrant health. So my focus um, getting into professional coaching is on those three categories, health, wealth, and happiness in all areas of life. And I mean, once you have the three aligned, <laughs> I think we do get to create an amazing and successful and beautiful life. Mm -hmm. You mentioned about listening. And I think for so many of us, that is such a gift to have someone who's just being present and listening Sometimes that is what we really need is that gift of someone to just be present and listening without an agenda, without wanting to share their story, without jumping in and having a solution right away. That's a really incredible gift that you honed, as you said, during this sort of unexpected time that turned into coaching. It's funny you mentioned motivational speaking. Um, my very first business was called motivation for life like with the number four and that was uh because i wanted to be a motivational speaker but i was like i don't know how speakers make money so i wish we had met all those years ago because i would have learned a little bit more about coaching so i didn't even know it existed as a career at that time and i really what i find interesting about your story versus a lot of the other people that i've connected it is it really is something that you kind of had within you all this time and it brought out through the experiences that you had and you really embrace this as a career and a profession. And I think that sets you apart from a lot of coaches who not, there's not a comparison. It's just different. A lot of people transition into coaching after having, you know, challenges in the corporate world or whatever, but you really embraced your gifts and then found the career that's aligned with that. So you work with, I remember and recall from your introduction that you also work with specific groups of people. So who do you generally work with? Yeah, sure. 
So I work with um, the two main people groups that I work with, which are, it's still broad, but it's specific in its own weight. So I work with physicians. They could be specialists like obstetricians, or they could be family doctors. And then I also work with business owners or leaders. And what I mean by leader is maybe uh, they're in a director role or they're a CEO, but they don't own the company. Okay. They're still in a leadership role where they're responsible for a lot and they have a team to manage, which poses its own challenges. Okay. It's, I find it interesting too that you work with physicians because you spoke to our group about boundaries. And I feel like physicians would be a, you know, a class of, of people that would really struggle with boundaries and balance and life and, you know, throwing themselves into their work and family suffering. So is that kind of what got you into this work around boundaries? Was it the work that brought out the work around boundaries or was it you were, you wanted to share that message and you found the audience that was receptive to it? Okay. So I think that one probably it, you know, I really believe, I don't always like this truth, but I really truly believe that a lot of the time what we teach we thought we've either learned ourselves and we've needed it okay. or we are learning it ourselves sure. because we're all, we're never done learning. So <clears throat> the boundaries work whenever, when I started learning about boundaries and the power of boundaries and boundary problems and what it can cost us, uh, I started applying it to my own life right away because I saw immense value um, in my work relationships with clients boundary setting. Yes. So helpful in my relationship with my husband, in my parenting, my relationship with my kids, boundaries in the community. If I want to contribute, I still need to have boundaries so that I contribute effectively and I don't try and give from a, a place of depletion. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm friends with a number of physicians who are very dear to me and sometimes I would see because of the type of work and what it requires of you, the unfairness of it, but also the, I think, uh, habits that are so easy to fall into and get stuck in is a way of, um, I'm, I'm going to say some of the challenges that make us stuck in our habits, whether it's physicians or whether we're not in a doctor role at all, is our mindset and what we believe is possible. So I saw, to get to your point about physicians, I did see a real correlation between my expertise and their need. Okay. But the same is, like, there's such an overlap with business leaders as well. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, the nice thing is, is we're starting to see a shift of, you know, it's no longer acceptable, or I feel that it's getting there, no longer acceptable to sacrifice sleep and family and everything else in your life for the sake of work, because that does not, for most people, that does not lead to, like you said, health and happiness and all of these things that when we sacrifice to get ahead, where are we getting ahead to, right? And this work that you do around boundaries, I think links back to really self-love, right? So self-love to me, one of the 
I think one of the foundations of self-love has to be around creating boundaries, which is why I wanted to connect with you. So can you tell me sort of in your, in your work, in your way of thinking, where is the connection with self-love and boundaries? Yeah, sure. I'm just going to make a note quickly of something. Sure. Uh, I wanted to speak to, you said it's no longer acceptable to sacrifice sleep or other things for the sake of, let's say, success. And I'm going to argue that it still is not only acceptable, but applauded. Well, I like, hope okay. that I want to be part of that change. <laughs> you know, the people that I'm listening to. And I know, and you that. are, Julie. Yeah. You are a part of that change. And yeah. Uh, I'm just saying that I think that the reality is that we as people need to push against the cultural norm that says you're such an incredible hustler because you only need four hours of sleep and you can live off of that for a month. And that makes me upset and really bothered which makes me push into boundaries even more and help people see what the cost is of thinking that way. Yeah. So I could go on a rant for a while about that. <laughs> well, but it, it robs us. Lack of sleep robs us of so many things. And oh what goodness. I've noticed is even in my own life, um, even one night of not good sleep, changes the way that I interact with my daughter. So I homeschool. So I'm with my daughter a lot. And if I haven't slept well, and I, I say, you know what? I know that I'm being short with you right now because I didn't get good enough sleep. And it's not an excuse, but I want you to be aware that I'm not feeling myself today because I'm, I'm tired and it's coming out as frustration towards things that wouldn't bother me otherwise. So I do hope that, um, the work that you're doing, the work that I'm doing, the work that we're seeing more, you know, Ariane Huffington is a big proponent now of sleep and how dangerous it is to be sleep deprived. She's created a movement. And I hope that, you know, what you said, that it's still acceptable and the hustle is still acceptable, that by having these conversations about boundaries, I mean, at the end of the day, isn't this a conversation about boundaries, right? It is. So, you know, boundaries, self-love, this work that you're doing is, is critical. We have to get the message out more. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, your work. You know, we went through a whole like 45 minute seminar, but what is the key thing to think about when we're talking about boundary setting? Okay. So I'm, maybe I'll um, crystallize your question a little bit. It sounds like how do self-love and boundary setting tie into my work? Yes. Okay. That was it. All right. So what I'd say, one of the key points, how it ties into my work is a lot of my clients are challenged, like most of us, feeling like they never do enough. And which is laughable because they're some of the most generous people I've ever met and some of the most hardworking, but also what undermines that feeling of enoughness is a sense that 
my, my value is tied to how much I give. And so if I don't say yes to you, then that means something about me. And then I'm hard on myself. Then I put pressure on myself. I'm heavy on myself, uh, which is a big challenge for people. So I would say that the self-love part comes in when people start to realize how much they've accomplished already and that there never is this point they're going to reach of, of enoughness unless they see themselves as already whole and amazing and adequate, you know, all of these complete, complete words inside because you can't create it with your actions. You can't um, almost like affirm to the world how worthy you are. Worthy you are of taking breaks and resting without feeling guilty. So it all starts with how you view yourself. Yeah. So that you don't go and try and create this image of yourself as amazing because you don't need to. It doesn't have to come from that stress or pressure to prove yourself because you already view yourself as enough. So I really believe that sometimes we cross our own boundary lines and we trespass on ourselves by, <clears throat> by giving way too much from a need to prove ourselves. I really resonated with that with sharing about giving too much and the need to feel worthy and accepted and to have reached success. Mm-hmm. And I, I definitely struggle with that. I've been in business for 14 years. Uh, I always, I'm like, I thought I was successful. And then I'm like, but maybe I'm not, I don't know. Cause <laughs> who's, who's successful bar am I trying to reach? That is the question. And the reason I initially started this project, so I've been working on this project now for, I think, about five months. I started back in September of uh, 2019 with these interviews, and I did it initially as a 30 days of self-love project, and I did it for myself in the beginning because I was like, I'm struggling right now with how I feel about myself and all the strategies that I've been using for my whole you know, 43 years of life. Are no longer serving me and I'm not getting the same you know feeling or results and so I started this project to kind of start to shift some of those things that you were talking about some of those ways that my boundaries were being you know totally I was allowing people to walk all over my boundaries and I'm not a person who I don't allow people to walk all over me but I do feel like I don't I'm not clear enough about boundaries and I'm also not clear enough about connecting with others and helping them helping myself to understand their boundaries. I think that's something that you brought up at our seminar that really hit home for me. So can you talk a little bit about that, that point about, you know, these invisible boundaries that people are carrying, how do we have these conversations to find out what the heck these boundaries are? Mm, Okay. So for one, I just want to start out with, um, I will give a, a short description of what I taught on so people can hear what, what went on and they can contact me later if they want more info. But I want to mention that even when we're trying to find out what other people's boundaries are so that we don't cross them, sometimes they won't be honest with us. 
right? They're going to say, oh, it's okay for you to do that, or it's okay for you to come over at, at any hour of the night, or I don't mind if, um, I don't know, you ask me to do this 10 times a week because they don't want to disappoint you. And so they are actually the only one who can show you their boundaries when they want to. But sometimes they're going to have to go through a, a long learning process before they're willing to stand up and respect themselves. So let me share with you um, what I think you're talking about. I think you're mentioning the three different types of unhealthy boundaries and what they look like in a person. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So there's one type of person who says yes to too much and they do it out of guilt or obligation or maybe fear of rejection or judgment or abandonment or maybe they're afraid that um you know they feel like well that person does so much for me so now i'm obligated i need to pay them back out of a sense of um yeah obligation and again fear so there's that person who says yes to too much overcommits, and then sometimes can't be trusted because they can't follow through on everything that they've said yes to. So it actually backfires. The second person is the one who um, doesn't respect other people's boundaries. And even when someone's been clear about a boundary, even though it's invisible, they don't want to respect it because they don't like it because they don't have healthy boundaries themselves. So they don't even understand how it works. Sometimes it's intentional and sometimes it's not. And then there's the third person who doesn't know how to let the good things in. During the presentation, I talked about how uh, invisible boundary lines are like a fence around your property. Um, Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. Townsend talk about this in their book called Boundaries. If you haven't read it, Julie, it's awesome. And, I'll link to it for sure. Thank you. <laughs> um, so it's like an invisible boundary line, like a fence around your property. And it's meant to keep the bad out and the good in. And some people have such strong or strict or inflexible boundaries that they're not comfortable letting people help them. But what's true in this life is we know when we give a gift, we also like to receive gifts and the giver is blessed when they get to give the gift. So <clears throat> we're not meant to walk the, walk the road of life alone. We're meant to let the good in to help us. Instead of thinking we have to carry the pressure of the world on our shoulders and our shoulders alone and toughen up, suck it up, you should be able to do it. So that's the third unhealthy boundary setter is the person who doesn't let the good in and doesn't receive help well. And there's many reasons for that. So uh, if I don't, didn't know if you wanted me to go into what we're responsible for, or how deep, I don't know how much time we have. Yeah, I think, well, I think that already is going to help a lot of people to even recognize where their boundaries are. Amy, I really appreciate actually how much you've shared with us today. I do recommend that people connect with you uh, to learn more about what your keynote looks like, because it's, some of the stuff you teach seems so simple and so obvious, but it's actually extremely profound because it's stuff that we just don't do and we could do it. Now, I believe you have a retreat that's coming up. So depending on when you're listening or watching, can you share a little bit about what that's going to be? 
Yeah, sure. Briefly, it's called Refuel, mm -hmm. and it takes place in Tofino at the, um, I'm not quite sure the location yet, I'm just finalizing that, at the end of May, mm -hmm. the last weekend, I believe it's the 28th, 29th, something like that. And we're going to be going deeper into learning how to understand what your boundaries need to be so that you can be happy and you can be profitable in your business and you can have the relationships you want, all that good stuff, but how to feel good about setting the boundaries too, because that's next step. You could set them and still feel like crap and guilty and not good. So we'll help you learn how to do that and then also delve into how can I stop overmanaging and be able to trust people and let go of control? So that will help those of you who uh, are parents or lead a team. And then I'll jump into helping you create your ideal business lifestyle, balance between health, relationships, social life, marriage, and also a profitable business and the steps that you need to take so that when you leave that weekend, you can get right at, right into work. So you can get into that for, I believe the minimum is 397 plus GST. Okay. And um, there's 10 spots available. So if you're interested, you can get in contact with me uh, through my email or through my website contact page. And I, I'll share my emails, coach a C O A C H A at amyenglemark.com, but we can put that underneath this video. Yeah. And you're also on Facebook as well and you're great yeah. on your Facebook page. So another way to find you, I do want to mention that, you know, a beautiful way to gift yourself self love and self care is to participate in a retreat, especially in a beautiful location like Tofino, which is on Vancouver Island. It's one of the most beautiful places in the world. So mm -hmm getting away, leaving others behind, really focusing on yourself, your business, your family, your boundaries for a weekend um, could definitely be life-changing for someone who's watching this and wants to make that investment. It's a very uh, beautiful sounding retreat and thank you so much for sharing it. So uh, please do reach out to Amy. I will share the book she mentioned in our links and her website, her email, all of that important stuff so you can connect with Amy. Um, I just want to ask one last question before we wrap up, which is, so you, we've shared so many things today. You've given us great information, but if someone is watching or listening and they wanted to make one change starting today, so it could be starting a new habit or stopping something, what would that be for you? Okay, so I would write a list. I, I loved the, the name of this list when I saw it years ago, and it's called Conditions of Enoughness. Can't remember where I found out about it, but basically you can write a list for yourself that are your own personal conditions of enoughness, and it helps you give yourself a break. And it could look like um, I'm enough when I give myself time for a morning routine. I'm enough when I am thankful daily. Mm -hmm. I'm enough, you know, it just make it simple for yourself to okay. feel enough. Ooh, I got shivers when you shared that because I'd never, 
I've never heard of that. And it sounds extremely powerful. I feel like I might need a couple of tissues when I do this. So I love that you said being thankful. You know, I stand in front of a sign that says grateful as a reminder of the work that I do around gratitude. So thank you for mentioning that. Amy, I am so thankful for you for sharing your time with us, sharing your voice with us, um, your passion, your incredible work and the way you're serving so many people. It's been such a joy. Thank you so much, Amy. Thanks for taking the time with me. And I've loved getting to know you more, Julie. Oh, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you. Friend, I sincerely hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Thanks for sticking around right to the end. Are you a friend of this podcast? Would you like to help me grow the podcast? I would love to hear from you. I've created a simple online survey that only takes a couple of minutes to complete. So if you've got a couple moments, I encourage you to check out bit.ly slash WUWG podcast survey. Basically wake up with gratitude podcast survey. Easy to find. You can also find it through SurveyMonkey. And I would just love to hear from you on what you would do to make this podcast even better. I'll post the link in the show notes as well. And again, it would just mean so much if you would take a couple of minutes to help me to make this podcast even better.